Parshas Toldois, Torah tells us, Perech of Hei, Posek of Halev, a very famous Posek, Bayeta Yitzchok Lashem, Lenoichach Ishtoi, Kiakorihi. We know, Chazal already tell us as well the explanation to what's Pshat in the Torah. How many of our Amoris were barren, they weren't able to have children. Why? Rabbanish Lonim was desperate for their Tzvillers, Kaviyochel. For them to dive into the Rabbanish Lonim was a Gavaldi Gazach. And because of that, they had to wait sometimes for children. And that's what's going on over here. So Yitzchak understood that his wife Rivka was unable to have children. It's a terrible Yisurim to go through for people that have waited years and years to have children. It's not an easy situation. It's not something easy to cope with. And Yitzchak Avinu and Rivka also went through this episode. And the Torah tells us that they were answered, the Rabbi Shloilam listened, they davened, the Rabbi Shloilam heard, and the Tzvillers were answered. And she conceived. But what's interesting to note is what Rashi tells us over here. In Perak again, Chovhei, Posuk, Chovalev. Says, says Rashi, Vayet aloi, loi veloi lo. Him, but not her. Shein doimet filas tzadik ben tzadik let filas tzadik ben rasha. Lefichach loy veloy lo. Who was answered? Yitzchak. Yitzchak davened for children. He was answered. Rivka also davened. Right? Chazal tell us. Rashi brings it down. It's a Chazal. They went to either side of the room, both corners, and they davened and they davened. You can imagine the tfila of any parent. That's desperate to have a child. The most incredible Kavonadik fillers. And here we've got Yitzchak and Rivka who are davening for, davening for children. And the Torah said, He was answered. Why? She'in doimet tfilas tzadik ben tzadik ben tfilas tzadik ben rasha. Who's that referring to? Who's Yitzchak's father? It was Avram Avinu. Who was greater than Avram Avinu? And therefore... A tzaddik ben tzaddik, gavaldik. Whereas Rivka, who did she have to look up to? Besuel. Ah, tzaddik ben Russia. Yeah, Rivka, Rivka was a tzaddikess. But she was a tzaddikess ben Russia. Doesn't go. It's not the same power. It doesn't have the same potency. That, it's an incredible idea. Why? What does that mean? What does that mean? Because you're a tzaddik ben tzaddik, so you get answered more than a tzaddik ben Russia. Wouldn't you have you said the other way around? Wouldn't you have said someone that saw Chinuch at home that wasn't really called Chinuch. What, what did she see? What did Rivka mean? What did she see? She saw Besuah. She saw the terrible, the most worst of Amos. And yet she still became a Tzadikas. Ah, Galalik. Rather, Yitzchak saw Avram. So why is it? Hazal tell us very clearly. Posik in the Torah. He was answered, not her. Because Tzadik ben Tzadik is better than Tzadik ben Rasha. Uh, the Svar is the other way around. If a person works hard, he does even better. Not only that, there's a famous Gemara that we all know. That you have someone that's about Tshuva, someone that gave up his lifestyle, that gave up everything he enjoyed, everything he liked, and he decided that's it, a life of Torah, a life of mitzvahs, that's what I want. Where he's standing, the biggest tzaddik. 
is not able to stand in his place. So my first Shigemar, Chazal tell us again, that if a person worked on himself, changed his lifestyle, changed his life around and became a tzaddik, he's greater than the greatest tzaddik. But Rashi over here is telling us that a tzaddik ben tzaddik seems to have more koyach. Because Yitzchak had more koyach at And the Rebbein listened to him and not her and not Rivka because her father was a Russia. What is going on? The answer, which I've seen in many of the Svarim Akdoshim, on the parasha is very simple. It's a very simple answer with the most tremendous yesoid. A yesoid that I believe is the yesoid of yeshivas based of it and should be the yesoid of every yid in Klal Yisrael. And that is as follows. It's much easier, in a way, for a person who's a tzaddik ben Arosha to become turned on to Yiddishkeit because when something is fresh, there's a new enthusiasm. There's a new geschmack. There's a ponim chadosh's bolakan. It's geschmack. I never saw this before. I didn't grow up this way. You see, Bali Tshuva, that they're so excited with certain things, certain mitzvahs. And you're like, well, I wish we also were so excited. But we're not, because we just grew up from and we grew up religious. FFBs, whatever that means. We're from from birth. So therefore it means, you know, say no. But the Bali Shuvah sometimes are such a geschmack because they never did this before. So it's easy for them to have such a geschmack. It's easy for them to have a koyach atvila. They didn't grow up this way. They were just introduced to it. Now it's geschmack for them. It's much harder for a person who grew up religious, who saw his parents and his grandparents, maybe even his great-grandparents, being religious. And yet he still has that enthusiasm. And he still has that geschmack. And he has that simcha sachaim. And the simcha in Yiddishkeit. And everything that comes together with that. What the Torah is telling us over here is the most unbelievable yesoit. And that is, Yitzchak was answered not because he was a tzaddik, ben tzaddik. But rather, despite he was a tzaddik, ben tzaddik. Because he saw everything. It's all right, you just go on. I saw my father, and I do it. We keep Shabbos, we daven Shachos, daven Mencha, daven Marit. We do what we need to do. You know, you press the autopilot button, boom, and you just live your life. 120 years of being a Jew with never thinking about what you're doing and enjoying that which Yiddishkeit has to offer. Someone that's about Shuva, wow, new life. This is so gishmak. This is beautiful. I never saw this before. Pesach. Shavuot, Sukkot, Hanukkah, it's commanding. I remember over the years of teaching, I've seen boys who have come in, some of them completely not religious. I remember a number of years ago teaching a Russian boy. This Russian boy, unbelievable. Baruch Hashem, he's just so to bring his first child, his son into the world. I think it was last week. And this boy came into Eretz Yisrael. I remember teaching him and he told me that it, just before he got on the plane to go to Yeshiva, he chapped around the last cheeseburger. Because he knew that probably when he gets to yeshiva, they bring a brainwash him that he's not allowed to eat these things anymore. So he chapped the last one in. This boy is steiging like I never saw in my life. So sometimes, if you didn't grow up with something, it's geschmack. You never saw it, you get turned on, this is something new. Come on, Nick! The Torah is telling us an unbelievable thing. And this applies to every single one of us. And that is, even if we grew up, and we saw everything. We grew up religious. We grew up from. We grew up in a household where we saw Torah mitzvahs. 
Oh, but to stay with that gishmak, to have that enthusiasm, to have that everything, that's Yitzchak. Yitzchak's widow was answered not because he was a tzadik ben tzadik, but because he was a tzadik ben tzadik and he, and he still kept that koyach tzvila, he still kept that gishmak, he still kept everything, that's why his tzvila was answered. I want to tell you a moedik There's a morale in Netzach Yisrael. Listen to this morale. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Says the morale that he foresaw centuries ago that there will be a plan from the Shemayim that a lot of Yidin right before Mashiach will become disinterested with Yiddishkeit. They're not interested with Yiddishkeit. They don't care about it. They go off the derech, whatever that means. They leave the path of the Torah and Mitzvahs. That Torah oil, as I state in Maral, that right before Mashiach, many Yidin will leave the path. But these Yidin, or maybe their grandchildren, or their children, or even great-grandchildren, will find back the path of Yiddishkeit. And they will decide, this is what we are choosing. And it's Dafga because of that Mashiach will come. Because Mashiach wants to greet Yidin that are excited. Yidin that have chosen the path. Yidin that are excited with what they do. Not just people do that things with mechanics. You just do an autopilot. Just keep on going. Doing, going with the flow. Doing what everybody else does. No level of enthusiasm. Completely lifeless. They keep Shabbos? 100%. They don't do dumb day? 100%. Lifeless Yidin. That's what they are. Lifeless Yidin. Empty white shirts. Nothing to them whatsoever. They're keeping everything? 100%. Took the morale. The Rabbi Shlonim wants to greet Yidin that care about the Rabbi Shlonim. That care about Yiddishkeit. That care about mitzvahs. And that applies to every single one of us. And when somebody asks me, could you say in one line, what is yeshiva based of it? Why, did you, why were you crazy enough to open up a yeshiva? No normal person opens up a yeshiva. I can guarantee you. You've got to be crazy. What are you doing this for? Give me, the, give me the one line that you open up the yeshiva for. I tell them it's this. To give Yidin, to give the future generation a gishmak in Yiddishkeit. And I often tell boys, you know what, you're going to be religious, but he's our shame your whole life. Why do it out of rote? Why do it with a lifeless body, with a lifeless neshama? Do it with a gishmak! Do it with an enthusiasm! Do it with an understanding! Ah! You've given us Yiddishkeit! You've given us so much! You've given us beauty in Shabbos and in Kashrus and in Brochas and everything! You do it with that? You've changed the world. Sister Maral Mashiach is going to come because of these people that serve the Rabbi Nishalayim with enthusiasm. Just two weeks ago, we had the sugi of the Akedah Sitzchok. Akedah Sitzchok, we discussed it by Rikas. Let me tell you Balatanya. The Akedah Sitzchok says as follows. The Akedah Sitzchok is it's a Gavaldig Yisoyed, but really it's not. You know, if you think about it, Ad HaYoyimazeh, we're actually getting credit for what Avraham Avinu did. By Yom Kippur, every single year, by Yom Kippur, we ask the Rabbi Nishalolam to help us with the Schuss of Akedah Sitzchok. That's why Bo Shay Fishal Ayel, right? So we're holding a Dafyomi now. It's it's all Nagaya. Akeda Sitsa, Abda Yomazeh. We're still reaping the road. Can I ask the question why? What did Avramo Vinu do? No, no. Nobody here would have done the same thing? Every single person would have done the same thing. If you would wake up in the morning and it was clear, Borukash hundred percent that the Rabbinishon comes to you and says, Go and shech your son, there's not a person in this room that wouldn't do it. Every person would do it. Would it be hard? Avada. But we'd all do it. Because the Rabbani Shalom said so. And if you knew that clearly that the Rabbani Shalom was telling you to do it, every single person here would do it. So what's the grace of Godless? 
Avraham Avinu, wow! You wanted to shock your son? No, we would have done the same thing. What's the difference? What's the question? Godless. Wow! Schos Avraham Avinu, the biggest mysterious lavish in Klali Soul's history. But who, who would have done differently? Which normal, God-fearing Jew would have done anything different? The answer says the Balatanya is so beautiful. You're right. We all would have done the same thing. It wasn't what Avraham Avinu did. It was how he did it. He got up early in the morning. What would we have done? I don't know about you guys. But many people would have said, Meshach, my son, let's spend a bit of quality time. Let's go for a coffee. Let's go sit down. Grab some sushi. Well, a shrews a missile. I got, I think I'm going to lose you. Let me enjoy the last few hours. Avram Avinu, no. Yashkem Avram Baboyka. Straight away. With an enthusiasm, with a geschmack to do that which the Rabbi Nishlam told him to do. That is why he got the schach. That's the reward of Avram Avinu. The Chazanish once went over to a bacha who was putting on tefillin. And he said, can I ask you a question? Did you have a taiva this morning not to put on tefillin? Like, Mamish, I could Yetzirah. Should I put on tefillin? Not went to put on tefillin. That's another story. But did you have a Yetzirah to put on tefillin? Was this something that you're not sure? I don't know if I should put on tefillin today. Was that like a Yetzirah for you? I said, not really. It was posh that I was going to. Okay. Said the Chazanish, you're going to get schach for that? You're going to get schach for putting on tefillin? <laughs> you had no Yetzirah not to. It was, it was an obvious thing to do. You've almost had no Bechira in that. So Chazanish said, you're not going to get schach, but etzem. I thought you're going to get a mitzvah. But the Maisa, the Ikeschah you're going to get is how you do the mitzvah. Is how you put it on. How excited you are to put it on. What it means to you. That is the mitzvah you're going to get. There's a Mordeki Yasayid in Hilcha Sukkah. Top for Yishlam Adches. The Chochanar talks about a Sukkah that becomes Asa all of eight days of Yontif. Says the Mishtabura, brings the Gemara in Chagiga. We know that just like the Korban Chagiga had Kedusha, so too the Sukkah gets Kedusha. That's the Psak, the Allah Ramaisa. Says the Mishtabur, you look it up. Tof Reish Lamat Chesik Kotten Gimel. All of this, when does the Shem Shemayim come on the Sukkah? If it was built, the Shem Chag. Because if it wasn't built, the Shem Chag, it might be a kosher Sukkah. But Lamaisa, it doesn't have the Kedusha. The same Maisa, building a sukkah, two people, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven builds his stam, Shimon builds it with kavana. Boom! Shimon gets the mitzvah and gets the kedusha. They asked the Chovetz Chaim, the Heilige Chovetz Chaim. We know that the mon that came down had different tastes, depending on what you wanted. Whether it was pizza, whether it was a burger, whether it was sushi, whatever you wanted. Come on, you can think about it. Boom! That's what it was. They asked the Chovetz Chaim, what if you don't think? A bit of a machla sometimes. You just don't think. You just eat. What happens over there? Well, you just eat it without thinking. So the Chavetz Chaim, then it will taste of nothing. When you don't think, you get nothing. When you don't think about Yiddishkeit, when you don't think about the geschmack of the variety that the Rabbani Shem put in the world for us to enjoy, then you get nothing. There is no taste. You won't enjoy. And you have people that say, Rebbe, what can I do? I don't... It's not, it's not exciting! What is this Yiddishkeit? What do I get from it? Did you think? You need to think. A Russian soldier walks into the Slonimer Rebbe's tish. And he walks into the tish. There are hundreds of Hasidim there. And the Slonimer Rebbe immediately turns to this Russian soldier and he says, Come here. So obviously the Russian soldier is a little bit embarrassed in front of all the Hasidim. So he walks over to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, Tell me something. What did you do recently? So what does the Rebbe mean? He said, your face, your face is shining. Wow. 
There's a glowing countenance coming from your face. What, what did you do? So he's very embarrassed, but he had no choice. So he said, Rabbi, I'll tell you the honest truth. I just, we just came with our kvutsa, with our little army people, into this town, into Slonim, not so long ago. And obviously, it's sukkahs now. And I was very nervous. What are we going to do about a sukkah? There are rules and regulations. You can't just walk off. Came the first night of sukkahs. I was expecting maybe they'll give me a few hours off. I'll be able to go run into town. I'll find one of the yidden that have a sukkah. I'll sit in being in the midst of a sukkah on the first night of sukkahs. First night they were makbit. Nobody's leaving. Nobody is leaving the army base. Everyone is staying here. Nobody's allowed out. Not only that, they wanted to make sure that none of us Jews would leave. So they set up guards and all the places to make sure nobody would leave. I didn't know what to do. I stayed up and I stayed up. I thought maybe, maybe I'll be able to get out. Maybe I'll be able to do something. Comes out about 2 o'clock in the morning. The guards fell asleep. And I was still awake. I said, ah, here's my opportunity. He climbs over the fence and he jolts out. He finds the closest sukkah. He jams open the door. The, the, the yidden over there are sleeping. Like, what's going on over there? see this army guy going in. Like, oh, what's happening? He said, don't worry. I just have brought a piece of bread with me. I want to become the mitzvah. Stop before chatzos. I want to eat in the sukkah. So he says, sure, no problem. So he sits down. He makes a hamoitzi. And he eats in the sukkah. He benches. He says, thank you very much. Close the door. And he runs back and they're still sleeping. So he says to the Rebbe, that's probably what the Rebbe is referring to. I was mad. It was a mysterious nefesh. It wasn't easy to become the mitzvah. So the Rebbe said, I hear. What did you do afterwards? She said, it was in Paris, but again, the Rebbe asks you, everyone's silent, what are you going to say? He said, Rebbe, I'll be honest, I was so excited that I was able to makayim the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah and eating in the sukkah, I push it, danced, until Neitzah So the Rebbe, ah, that's what it was. The simchasa mitzvah, that gishmak that you had for the mitzvah, is something incredible. And it's something to be thought about. I remember hearing this story a number of years ago of a true maisa, true maisa, Without going into all the details, there was a girl in seminary here in Eretz about 25 years ago, and she found out for whatever reason that she was not Jewish. That her mother did some conversion that wasn't good. Without the details, it's not, not important to us right now. She was basically a guy. So they came to, she came to the, you know, the Manal, whatever. He went to a Yashiv Zatzal. And Rav Yashiv Paskin that they need to go to get a based in. It was Arab Shabbos, quickly get a based in together. And we're going to make her Jewish. She wanted to be Jewish, or make her Jewish. No problem. So to get a based in together, it was the Badatz Edis Haredis Hasfardi. You know, such a thing existed. And they got together a based in, and they sat there, they asked her to bring her friends, you know, for moral support, whatever. And they started asking her the questions about becoming Jewish. Are you sure? Are you sure? Do you know? Do you realize? Whatever. Her friends said afterwards, you know, that's amazing. You know, we grew up religious. We don't get those questions. Are you sure you're religious? Do you realize that when you carry a tissue outside, after you become Jewish, you, all of a sudden it's Chayat Misa? Do you realize what Jewish, doing Jewish means? You have to make brachas? Do you really have to keep Shabbos? Do you really have to keep Kashras? Do you realize what it means to be attached to Rabbi Shem? All of these questions. And they said, we grow up, we never thought about these things. Halavai, we would get such questions. But basically, the is telling us a Gavaldiga lesson. It's a lesson in the service Hashem. Avoid this Hashem. The Iker is done with Simcha. It's done with enthusiasm. It's done with Gishmak. That's what the Rabbi Nisham wants from us. That's what the Rabbi Nisham wants from us. I'll just end with this. The Slanim Arab and the Shalom brings down in Parashas Tzav the following idea. He said somebody wanted to build themselves a house. Huge development, a big castle. But it was on a huge plot of land. On this, there, was a wood, there was woods there. There were trees all over the place. So the guy starts going in with axes starting to you know, fell all the trees one by one. It's difficult. It takes hours and hours on each tree. And somebody goes up to him and says, what are you doing? 
You're going to take years to do this. She said, what do you want to do? I need to build a house here. Well, I need to build a house here. What do you want me to do? She said, I'll give you the Eitzah. You know what the is? Take a match and light a fire. You light a fire, the whole forest will go down. Within minutes, there'll be no forest anymore. You'll be able to build your house. The boy said, we're living in a generation. We're living in a door where there's so much blocking us from every direction that we go. The only way to build is by lighting the fire. And that's the fire of Yiddishkeit. When you light that fire of Yiddishkeit, you've done exactly what the Rabbi wanted in the world. And that, says the Torah in this week's parasha, is the most powerful thing that a Yid can have. Thank you. Yeah.